johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Well, it is hard to believe we're looking to make it a November to remember. It is November 1st, 11-1. You got to remember that when you're writing those big checks, um, Costi, 11, not 10, 11-1. And uh, mm-hmm. 1-1-1. So, uh, man, I remember when it was week one. I remember when it was preseason and people were, oh, I can't wait till NFL. I and now what do you think? It just flies, man. It just flies. Think about it. You got married June 10th. Boom. You were waiting for a year for that. And all of a sudden you're going to almost be at your first year anniversary before you blink. Yeah, it's, it's flying by. And, man, it's like we get excited for football because baseball is so boring. You know, it's profitable long term, but it's just so boring. And then we we get right into football and then we're excited but it's really look it's let's let's be honest it's saturday and sundays the volume days the rest of the week is a game here a game there because we're not degenerates we don't just bet games we're betting with an edge and when you have island games you're just not going to have an edge and then now you get nba and really in in months past i mean sorry in years past you would have a nice little break before nba the college basketball, but man, did you know there's 82 college basketball games this upcoming week? I do now. 82. 82. I was just alerted. I didn't even, because I've been so intertwined with NBA that I had no idea, and then boom, like a rocket ship, you look at the board on Monday 11-6, and there's 82 college basketball games. How could anybody that has a full-time job, kids at home, social life, be able to look at the board and do the work on 82 games? The answer is you can't. The answer is you can't. And all these guys that tell me they have systems and they always want to be a part of the team and they have a model and they have a system, and none of them can actually show me a P&L for the year. I, I'm, on, I'm like, now that it's, it's not old school, you know, write the stuff down on a piece of paper bookmaking. If you go into your FanDuel account, you go into your DraftKings account, you go into your Caesars account, any one of these accounts could show you a P&L at the end of the year. 
So most people don't want to look at their PL because they're so hyper focused on this past weekend. Great. We went seven and one in the NFL. No, no, no. It's the PL of I'm doing pretty good. I said, how have you right, been so far right. this season? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, what's that number? I don't know. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> it's like, and I try to talk math with people that don't do math. Not, that's where my disconnect comes. Most people don't track their daily finances. Most people don't track their monthly bills. They're just like fly by night, whatever I got in my pocket betters. And, and those guys, certain people, you can't even help. You could try. You could try to blow out your lungs, try to explain something that it doesn't even crack the surface. And unfortunately for, you know, Nine bad guys. There's one good guy that is like literally all ears, understanding, follows the system. I don't get texts from when we lose. I also don't get texts from when they win. That's what I don't care about. The day. I get it. The last two NFL weekends have been phenomenal. I always knew that going into the year that we're going to cash relatively the same year after year after year after the NFL. And in the beginning of the year, we got killed in the NFL, I think first or second week of the season. And people are jumping ship and telling me how bad my groups are. I don't care. Uh, listen, I'll take, I'll take it. I don't care. You could throw, you know, all the F-bombs you want at me. <laughs> I don't care. At the end of the day, all I care about is long-term growth of a constant operating capital where you treat this like a business and you get business type returns. Most people don't want to hear the truth. Most people are just in it for the short term instant gratification parlay. Um, I wanted to share this with you. I had a guy that I talked to this morning, actually a pretty sharp guy, um, coached um, college basketball. Both his sons played college basketball. Um, is a owned a mortgage company. Now he's a, I wouldn't call him a professional better, but he's somewhere in that realm of semi pro. And he's like, look, I have a thousand a day. I bet a parlay every single day. Now, if I lose the parlay, I know I might lose 29 out of 30 days in a month. So I'm okay with that because that one time I hit, it's worth it. It's a different system. And I actually, you know what, I, there's a lot of people I talk to that are parlay betters that I, I instantly get turned off and I'm like, this isn't for you. But this guy actually has a model. He was honest. He said, look, last year I fucking made a killing. This year I'm even maybe down a little, but I'm firing out every day, five-teamer, seven-teamer, eight-teamer. And I know yearly I might strike out 29 out of 30 days. He's not emotional when he loses. He gets well, it. Well, it's no different than uh, golf, and it's no different than golf. Yeah, so he's kind of doing it. The he's he's NBA only. He doesn't focus exactly. So he's just he's taking shots every day. He doesn't. So chase. the question, the more important question is: Is he coming in on to the uh, for the regular stuff for us, or is it just I'll get back to you talking later? To, he is, and I'm not going to mess with any things that he's doing right now. I think he's good at what he does, and. Even though I said, do you have a strategy? He goes, well, it's not really a strategy. Well, 
strategy doesn't have to be written down on paper. If you believe in something every single day and you're making a routine, it is a strategy. So he was like, oh, I never thought of it like that. So he's going to come on board. He's going to be a client of just getting the, the overnight releases and uh, CLV moves because it's not going to hurt what he's doing. He's going to stay what he's doing, but now he's going to supplemental basically branch out and have a different stream of income coming in from straight plays and not the parlays that he's already doing and he has his, and he does his homework with. So, look, NBA season started. We're hitting a small sample size. I don't even care. I mean, 61, 62% irrelevant. At the end of the year, we all know sharps are high 50s, mid 50s. You cash because of the volume. It has no representation of a winning percentage is the key to being successful. Nobody in the business that is doing this professionally is quoting 60s and 70s. If they do, they're not. They're not being honest with you. So what happens is people get so enamored with winning percentage. And in reality, it doesn't matter. The Sharps don't care. The guys fire out if they have a losing week. Nobody cares about individual games. And the more you could focus on the long game, the less stress you will have as a daily better. Because I know for a fact when I was in my crypto phase, when I was a day trader of crypto, we're not going to get portfo- into How's financials. that portfolio looking right now? Not, how's that portfolio we're looking? Not, we're not, Come on, man. We're not going to. We're not going to get into financials on this show. I, I, I was having a really good morning. I don't need to discuss that, but if you could uh, read the through the, the read the the silver lining here, it wasn't good. And but I was obsessed. I was literally driving, like I couldn't. Nobody spoke to me like I speak to clients with sports with crypto. Nobody just said just buy it. Stick it in there, have a long game. Because what I was doing was was trading the day trading side of it, where it wasn't the big coins that you just leave alone. And I was obsessed. I was living and dying by every hour, expecting certain information to 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 steam it. The Elon Musk uh, Super Bowl, where he predicted that you know Dogecoin would skyrocket by half. You know that type of hype led me in a place where. I basically didn't do the core fundamental principles that I do with sports trading. Is I got obsessed about the, the ups and downs. I I was completely intertwined. So I, I've been on the other side of it, just not with sports. I mean, I'm so disciplined with sports, but I'm not disciplined with that. So I checked myself. Well, how's the discipline with the slots? Oh, there's zero discipline with the slots. Zero. Well, probably less than zero. You know, it's interesting because I know Dave is listening in Tampa. He's a big Baccarat player. Uh, we're going to have Troy come on, and uh, he's a, I would say, semi-professional Baccarat player and professional sports better. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because the, you, you definitely can see how on one side of the coin you have discipline, and then the other, you know, it's all gaming. It's all chance and risk. But for whatever reason, you could have, like, the sharpest better in the world you know, just walk up to a crap table and bet, you know, just bet like he's just a regular tourist. But, you know, regarding 
everything that you said, you know, for me, it's been different. It's been a different experience because we have so many inquiries on a daily basis. I've just, you know, I'm glad that I took it upon myself to, you know, eliminate, I don't want to use the word riffraff, small micro players. You know, I'm not going to worry about guys that want to pay me a hundred dollars for a day. I'm just not going to deal with it. I'd rather have a hundred, what we call in Vegas whales that are betting five, 10, 20 dimes a game that have a half a million dollar bankroll that aren't tripping out when we go zero and five or high five when we go five and zero. And, you know, like I said, for me, I'm sitting here in the back, you know, talking to basically 10% of the people that call the office dealing with 10% of the drama. I, I had in the last week, a couple guys get irate. Just, I didn't like their snippy attitude. I just block them. I just block them. They're still on telegram. They're still getting into the games. Just, I'm not going to, my time is too valuable that I can't sit there and try to defend systems that have worked for decades. We're not talking about years. We're talking about decades. And so what I also will say is in this quick one minute, TikTok slash Instagram real environment. It's very hard because when you try to educate people with 20 minute videos, 12 minute videos, 40 minute videos, and it's like a free education at the university of how to win in sports betting. I'll literally send these videos to clients and say, before we speak, why don't you watch these videos? And you know, and I know we're not going to get into it here on the show. I'm getting, you know, three to 10,000 views a day now and on various different uh, sources. And a lot of these clients, they get the link, and then they, I get on the phone with them. Could you explain this to me? Did you watch the video? Oh, I was driving. I was busy. I, people will listen to a Joe Rogan podcast for three hours. They can't listen to a 10-minute video that might make them six figures a year in sports betting. So, again, as our good friend Cal says, these are our clients we're talking about. We have to have some empathy for them. I have zero empathy. I have none I don't care. I'm never going to care because when I look at the results of what these sports books are raking in, they are raking in an absolute fortune. I had a doctor that called me last week. He's down $1.1 million playing in Fandle. Never wagered on sports before in his life because of the legalization and the, the, the commercials and how easy as it is. The guy didn't realize it, just deposit after deposit, deposit after deposit. I said, you know, you're a brain surgeon. How can you be playing so erratically? He goes, as, 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 a, as disciplined I am in my craft is as undisciplined I am on the apps betting. So, you know, these sports books know that and they take advantage of it. And like I said, in a 10 minutes, we're going to have Troy come on. You know, when you say you don't care about individual games, we're going to, I want to break down some games before he comes on. Um, you know, we'll talk to him about his strategies and what he does in a different insight is for him, it actually does matter because he's such a low volume player where for us, it doesn't matter. I mean, we just don't care. Games don't mean anything to us. I mean, it's for people that are listening to this, the least important component of sports wagering and profitability is the games. It's all about your percentage edge. Now, what I want to ask you is you already know, like Mike has been giving me these edges on these quarter plays. He's 30 and 12 in the last 42. Explain to the public when you have a sheet with edges what that means, because it sounds nice, but it doesn't break it down to the dumb guy. When, when, when Micah says on every video, as long as you have the edge, you keep playing it. Every game you have an edge, so elaborate on that edge for me. Well, look. What does it mean? Break it down like you're four years old. It's okay. It's a, 
I know the answer, but I'm 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 I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. I'll give you a whole synopsis. Uh, you need to bring your microphone down. You need to bring your microphone down. Nobody can hear you. Well, like, so it's I'll give you a whole synopsis of what it really means. So originate when you originate your own line, that means you're looking at your own number before the game starts. So before you look at any single spread, based on data, based on your own analytics of what you've procured over the last 20 years, 30 years, even 10 years, like Dave has, you create your own number on the game. So let's say you set the line at pick them, and then you're seeing a team that's really, that you set at a pick them plus three. So now you have an edge. So if you originate, that means you have the edge because when you made that line based on, and I'm talking about NBA in this instance, let's say a team came off of an overtime the previous night. They're playing a back-to-back, and there's a certain player that's questionable. That's factored in. You have all these multiple factors, and you create the line as a pick the line is plus three. Now you have a three-point edge. And now you're betting it because you're seeing that the public is giving you a three-point edge. Now, that's just from the analytical side. Then when you're looking at closing line value, you're anticipating that that line is going to get worse at game time. So you're anticipating that that plus three is going to be plus one and a half by the time the game tips off. Or if it's in football, you're giving out the game early in the week. You're anticipating that that line is going to go down and it's going to go the other way. And now you have closing line value. That means that your line that you bet on Monday for football is now better than that line Sunday at 1255 right before post. And it goes down, which has happened on many occasions this football season and in the NFL. Um, we've won games because of that early release uh, versus the closing line that could have been a push or even a loss. We bet it early in the week. Now, listen, anybody could download the four or five different platforms to look at CLV. I mean, you could it's, it's free to the public. You could download Spank Odds. You could download Odds Jam. You could pay for Don Best. None of that matters if you don't have the analytics to go along with it and, and the understanding of what to do, when to do it, right? So people think it's easy. I, I'm in these text groups with Dave, um, and I have other groups that I, you know, I'm not going to mention the Sharps on the show because they've never been on the show. But, um, they, man, the amount of work. I mean, we know one of our guys wakes up. So look, look three like in the for morning. instance, Cal just sent me, Cal just sent me a text and he said, "Hard to believe somebody could lose one million dollars on an app." And the answer, just for everybody out there, no, it's not. No, it's not. Is it you? It's the death by a thousand deposits. Because if you're already a high net worth individual and you're a brain surgeon and you make five million dollars a year, we're not talking about somebody that lost his uh, his mortgage money. This is play money. Everything is relative. All the sports books, all the casinos, every P&L on every publicly traded company, they make no money on the masses playing the penny slot machines. They make money on the whales that fly in from Macau to play Baccarat in the back, right? We all know this. The, the, profit, the casino, it's a loss leader on those slot machines unless they're, they're booking your bets on the slot machine, uh, Costi. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it's a loss leader. 
it's about a 50-50 payout, just like a 1%, I guess, 1%, 2% edge to the casino to always keep you feeling like you have a shot. Uh, but no, the reason why gamblers, a gambler can lose a million dollars or 100000 or any insignificant amount of money to him that it's a lot of money to somebody else is simple. No one puts all their money into the account at the same time. It's, if you put a thousand dollars into your, a million dollars into your account at the same time, or you spread a million dollars, 10 offshore legal books, 100 grand each, you are going to treat that money in a much more conservative manner because you actually see the money's up. If you start and open an account like a typical gambler, let me put in five grand back and forth, back and forth, five grand to 20 grand, 20 grand back to five grand, five grand back to zero. Let me put in another 10 grand. Let me put in another five grand. And now what happens is it's not that you lost a million dollars because you deposited a million dollars and you lost. You lost a million dollars because what you did is micro deposits. And this is one of the things I love about the stock market. I've said it a million times. To be a pattern day trader in the stock market, you cannot get four to one on your margin because the federal government basically says if you're underfunded, you can't succeed. So you must maintain an overnight balance of $25,000 in your stock trading account. Well, as you know, and I know, Costi, there's no overnight balance that you have to maintain in the sports book. You can bet with $1 in your account. And so, therefore, every time Dick and Joe comes in, they bet, they make these micro deposits. And again, a micro deposit for a brain surgeon might be five grand. A micro deposit for a school teacher might be 500. Nonetheless, the million is the same as that school teacher who makes 40 grand a year losing 10,000, which is 25% of his income. So if that guy makes $4 million a year and he loses a million, he lost 25% of his income. So I just wanted to elaborate on that. One of the things that I can say in order not to lose money in sports gambling is be properly funded from hello. Not I'm going to start with and try to grow it. This is bot, not botany. We're not in the, the gardening business. Every somebody time, Every time somebody tells me they want to build their bankroll, I want to vomit. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. You go in with a large amount of money and you try to make a small percentage return off that money. All right, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had to elaborate on Cal's text. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's it's the reality of what we live in. It's the reality of just the nature of the business in 2023. And it's not like it used to be. It's, this is a different animal we're dealing with. These sports books, I mean, I'm telling you, when I get limited in an account, I still get messages all the time. So, deposit again, you get a 200% bonus, parlay boost, credit. It's like they, I in the past, bookmakers weren't doing that. Bookmakers weren't. I mean, they might have told you, hey, we got some free play, but it's like they're not hitting you with the text messages where it's constantly coming to your phone. Every Monday night game, there's a bonus. There's a promote. It's like, if you're not careful, you will get slaughtered in this industry. And I think we have a lot of followers and fans and clients that are like all in, which I mean, I've been doing the show for years. You could go back to my rants years ago. We didn't have this type of clientele. We would just have people that were just too naive to understand to treat this like a business. And if you're not treating it like a business, good luck. <laughs> good luck to you. It could be a dangerous game. I mean, it's it, it, you practice what you preach, and you know, it's it's. I go back to the 
the no barrier to entry model. I mean, think about it before Troy calls and gets on the air. Five dollars to make twenty two hundred, right? So, who are what are they appealing to when they spend millions of dollars on commercials, saying five dollars you get a free two hundred? Right there, you're already in the cracked dopamine level of marketing. You are appealing to the lowest common denominator. Now, are there sharps to take advantage of that? Do we know a guy in our office that figured a way to take the five dollar promo because he's a sharp poker player? And run it into 20,000? Yeah. But he's also an enigma. He's insane. He's got 50 friends that each put in $5 to make 200, knowing that they're going to pull their money together and have 10 Gs and then start rocking and rolling. I mean, yeah, if you want to do that and you have that kind of network that you can do that, great. Uh, but he did it just for the fun to see if it was a beatable enterprise, and it is if you do it. Prof- but even that, if you think about the, t- the amount of time involved to do that requires so much work that it, for me, it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at the board. Um, who in their right mind could sit there and handicap 12 NBA games today? You know, I mean, how? Without seeing value, without seeing closing line value, like how? Like the other night, uh, we had the Hawks plus two and a half. I had a, um, a buddy of mine who took the game and um, they were down 22 at the half. He's such a believer in never deviating from the original plan, especially in the NBA where, you know, leads are easily susceptible um, to just have a watch one NBA game yet, but I hear you. He hit hit the money line at halftime. Right. Just, he just banged it. He goes, I just, I stick to it. What did they? They won by twenty. It was a forty-point swing. The Atlanta Hawks in the second half. Can you imagine that being up by twenty. And that's why I don't even watch NBA games because you will drive you absolutely insane. There's no point of watching the game till the fourth quarter. Zero, zero need to watch the game. You just don't know because unlike college basketball, where the players basically barely sit, it's a shorter game. They're younger players. It's a 26-game season versus an 82-game season, that's the reason. So you could find a lot of value. I just got an alert. I got an alert. I got an alert. Troy, what's up, buddy? Guys, what's going on? Are you enjoying the show? Have you anything that we need to – anything you want to elaborate on the beginnings of the show or are you not listening? No, I I learned a lot in the first 30 minutes. That's for sure. I mean – when I hear Mike talk about, you know, educating clients and, or, you know, trying to and stuff like that, I, I kind of chuckled. I was driving at the time and I mean, it's hard, you know, like he said, you know, let this past weekend for uh, my son and I, we went 0 and 2, right? And in the NFL. And, uh, if I would have had the clients that you guys have, right? I, I would pull my hair out because. Again, it is. It's a long-term thing. We're up 28%. You guys are talking about percentages. We're up 28% ROI on our money, and we still have five months left in the year. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough world you guys live in because it's, it's hard. You mentioned the, about that, the doctor, right? Uh, right? Same thing. I know the smartest guys Monday through Friday in the business world, but... Saturday and Sunday, they're the dumbest morons I've ever met on the planet. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. They're like, oh, man, it's great. You know, we almost won the football game. We lost by a field goal. Well, 
he still lost, you know, and it is remarkable how this business will paint people's thinking. So let me ask you from an algorithm point of view, because we know you have a proprietary, uh, you and many other people that we deal with have different systems, and we know that everything you do, there's no, it's all computer-based. But when you look at the NFL season, you said you went 0-2, and you look and you basically see that this season so far, if you bet every favorite and to win the on the point spread, you're fifty eight, fifty six, and eight. So you're, there's it's literally dead. We're going to call it for sake of argument fifty fifty. Now, right. when you transition that to the money line and the favorites, the same because I know you're a money line better, which we'll get to yeah. in a second. So your fifty eight favorites have covered fifty eight. Games and lost 56 covered, which is 50.9% accuracy. Exactly what the bookmaker wants. Flip a coin. Either side can cover on any given day. There's no edge to the dogs. There's no edge to the favorites. All right. We got that. Favorites are 79 and 43 straight up in the NFL this season. So that percentage goes from 50.9% to 64.9%. So basically that percentage goes up 15%. But we also know that you can't make money just playing every favor because the money lines are too high. So how do you navigate that world of 50% on the point spread, 65% on the, on the actual money lines? Yeah, it's like you said, I mean, and, and you mentioned it earlier in the show, ours is very laser focused. And again, it is all math driven. It, it, the, the algorithm that we so have. if you don't mind me asking if you don't mind me asking you what just for the listeners to give them some education because nobody can buy your plays or get your plays anyway so it's irrelevant you're just keeping everything right. private you know um, what were the two games that you lost this weekend I'm just curious to see if we were even on them at all from a spread point of view yeah we lost on Houston um, uh, the Houston Pittsburgh game. And, uh, the other game. So you had the money, you had the money line on, you had the money line on, um, on Houston, uh, on Houston. Yep. Okay. The money line on Houston and then Kansas city. Uh, we, we actually, uh, kind of saved ourselves, but, um, we, we took that game on the money line too. It was a really high line for us and everybody, you know, so let me ask you, so let me ask you, because one of our biggest plays, our one of our biggest plays was Denver plus the the, the spread. Yeah. So you know, guys, like, so you already we already know that you have a fifty fifty chance if you're using the point spread versus the money line. You are. We also know right. that you have a sixty four percent chance. We'll call it a sixty. So for all the listeners that that think about that, there's a fifteen percent edge to the favorites winning outright. Okay. But my question to you is, and I've asked you this off air for twenty years. When do you have a limit where I'm not going to go over a certain line? I'm not going to go over 200. Or I'm not going to go over 250. Or I'm not going to go over 300. When, where do you do you impose a limit on the money line that you're willing to lay? Yeah, I mean the the good news is again for us the the, the bar is already set. Um, it's it's based on the win probability that our algorithm kicks out. So let's just say hypothetically. The number was we had Kansas City winning at 84%, just winning the game outright. Um, and then the line 
uh, correlates with our risk amount, right? But there is a, there is a stop point. Um, there, the, the wind probability has to be higher than 80% for us to continue down that road. And there is a, you know, we won't go past a certain number on the, on the money line, you know, minus whatever, whatever that is, minus 200, whatever, 250, right? And we just keep rolling that same way, right? So for instance, we lost on Kansas City and in, in, you know, by the end of the game, uh, my son does, you know, as you know, he does in-game betting. So at halftime, we, he kind of rolled the game around and, we went and protected a little bit of our loss, right? But the next time another game that comes out for us, that's 83%, our bar moves up a little bit more, right, on the betting amount. And it's not, you know, it's not martingaling. It's it's all math-driven. So, um, like Kosti said, I haven't watched one game uh, from start to finish in my whole life. Not one. And, um, it's, you just, we just keep rolling it out. Like for instance, we, we will. So let, so let me ask back. you. And I, so let me, so let me ask you, we, me and you are putting our noses to the grinds and mm-hmm. we're, I don't want to say too much on the air, but you, I'm, I'm trying to get you to test your software in certain manners, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And so like yesterday you gave me the winner on the central Michigan game. Yeah. So with the with the point spread, the the question uh-huh. that I have is because I know that that would never be a play for you. No, why was it on the point spread and not a money line like you do on the favorite side? Because they won outright, and I've been telling you for years. Tell everybody on the radio what I've been telling you for years. Yeah. They either I mean, win outright, like, uh, cover, or they don't, or they lose outright. I mean, you're like my therapist that makes me feel bad because I'm actually leaving money on the table. You know, um, so I'm asking, it, like, it, on that Central Michigan game last night, which, by yeah. the way, I didn't use. No, if anybody's listening, don't text me. Why didn't I get Central Michigan? Because you can't yeah. get it. This is something yeah. I'm working on yeah. with Troy alone. My question yeah. is, like, why do you give that to me at plus six, and you don't give it to me at on the money line the way you would give me Kansas City on the money line? So I'll just. This is a little, you know, it's not a secret, but it it is, you know, good advice. On our algorithm, when we do have a scenario like that where Central Michigan uh, has a, a more likelihood of winning with the points, our percentage goes up on that game, right? So let's just say they had a 59% chance of winning the game uh, with the points. Now, on the money line, that number definitely went down. It wasn't at 58 or 59%. Every underdog that our software would ever take our pick, we would always lean towards taking the advantage, take the points, take the run line. Um, so you're looking at it as an advantage. To, you're looking at it as an advantage to take Kansas City on the on the on the uh, money line, just like it's an advantage to take Central Michigan plus the six. I got it. I got it. Thousand percent. It. It's it's you're taking like you said that fifteen percent edge. We're taking the highest probability and best advantage. For us, that's it. And we're not shopping lines. We're not, you know, I know, man, David is like, you know, Albert Einstein, like that guy's crunching all the time. 
Ours is different. Like we look for our software spits out a win probability. Hey, listen, listen, not that. to not to interrupt you, not to interrupt you, yeah. Cal, my good client, Cal in Kansas City. He's he's what you know. You can Google on Wikipedia or Google. It's called Gambler's Fallacy. This is when you yeah. make justifications for a loss. I love you, Cal. He says five turnovers and a quarterback with the flu. So he's giving you a free pass on why you lost that game. I don't uh, buy I any of that, but trust, I, trust me, I, I, I literally, uh, I, I, uh, I don't do it. You know that, Eric. Uh, but my son is in the last seven years has gotten into in-game betting for our algorithm, and it's very, very successful. I, to be honest, I'm lazy. I, I got 20 years of doing this, and uh, all I know is I wake up at 6 a.m. You know, uh, our time. And look at the results and run the, run the program and move on. I don't get jammed up. I, I learned at an early age, a lot of televisions that I broke. There's no need, you know, for me, cause I'm not in game betting and I'm not doing a lot of the advanced stuff. Is that, that why you didn't have any TVs at your house last time I was there? That's right. Is that why no, I couldn't find a TV I, in the I, house? No, I got TVs. That's, that's the reason I, I don't watch. I'm just them. joking. I know. So. Uh, but we, we just try to take the best advantage and use it to our favor. So let me ask you. So, so. when you on, – on a – let's talk about the NFL this week, uh, Costi and, and Troy. So when, when you look at this – when you look at these games and you look at the high points, Reds, I'm trying to find one here. Okay, so we got the Browns are minus 7.5. That's pretty high. We got uh, Saints are minus 7.5. Um so those are the two biggest favorites on the board, seven and a half. So we really don't have any double digits this week unless I'm missing something. Um, so when I'm looking at that and I look at these money lines, Troy, and I see the Saints are 375 on the money line. I'm just using this as an example. And But here's the thing, and maybe you can answer this question as a money line better. The Saints are 375 minus seven and a half, meaning you can lay the seven and a half or take or lay 375, right? The Browns are seven and a half. Maybe Costi has an answer as well. They're 390. So they're 15 cents higher, even though the point spread is the same. So what do you think the reason why they mess with the money lines like that, even though the spreads are the same? Um, you know what? It's, it's different because they, they always try to tease you with – I just never believe in, yeah, but in the NFL, especially with money lines on top of it, you're never getting the real value of a money line like you would with baseball. They're just, they're always dialed down. So, I mean, there's, would you rather take three and a half points or would you rather have one and a 1.4 on your money on a money line? I'd rather take the points. Why even? You know the games come down. The, the percentage of games landing on three in the NFL are so high in the parity. Like, why even risk it on the dog side? Now, and then on the on the other, on the favorite side, you're getting dialed. You know, it's it's juiced up. So now you're not getting plus one forty. You're laying one sixty five. So it's it's never it's designed that well, way for you to always be at a disadvantage if you're playing it that way. I'm not sure if I answered your question uh, correctly. What, what about you, Troy? Is he gone? Did we lose him? Maybe we lost him. Might have lost Troy. 
maybe you, you, you gave him a question he couldn't answer. So, well, let me ask you this question. What do you think about these, you know, this, these London games? Do you think they're just like, uh, it's good junkie action? Or like, let's talk, we're talking about Kansas City. They just got blown out. Now they're flying. I'm assuming they got to be in London because I'm looking at a 9.30 a.m. start time. So am I correct? They're in London? Right. It's, uh, you have the Kansas City, Miami. No, they're not in London. They're in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, okay. So I'm going to keep my mouth on that. Um, so either way, they're playing in Europe, right? So right. they can go get a good hot dog in Frankfurt, Germany, Frankfurter. Um, but what is your take? To me, this is like, I'm not going to, say anything about the actual game, but to me, 99% of the public's going to be on Kansas City as a, as a bounce back. Thanks. The line's so cheap, it's two. You, you there, Troy? I'm back, guys. Sorry about Thank that. You. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you about this Kansas City game with your algorithm. I, I tried to ask uh, Costi before we, you, we lost you. Why is – Yeah. how can you have two games that are seven and a half, but the money lines are different? One's 375, one's 390. As you're the money line guy, you bet money lines. Why would the money line even be different if the spreads are the same? You know, I, my experience is this, is that there are people that will come in or, or syndicates that will come in and they'll hammer certain money lines early. Uh, my, my simple answer is it's just the balance. Certain games that they know um, have a higher probability. It's the truth. It's not the betting public. I mean, there's some things behind the scenes that happens, and uh, it's just, you know, the uh, what, what Vegas has done now versus what, what I was used to back in the early 2000s is you could go back in the day and lay $20,000 at Caesars on a money line. You can't even think about doing that now. Oh, really? And so I think, no. I mean, you got to be kind of wired in and, <clears throat> you know, have – an arrangement with some of the sports books that you're going to be a consistent guy. If you're going to, if your average money line is $20,000 and then you're going to be doing that every single time. Right. So I think certain games have values that, you know, as the gay days or weeks go on, they push those lines up because, you know, Vegas doesn't want to give money away. They want you to work for it. And uh, that's, that's my experience. That's my simple answer, but I heard Mike's answer and, that was that was accurate too. And you're also not surprised when Kansas City gets smashed on the road. Like no. you've been doing this for no. 20 years, nothing surprises no. you. So there's never like, oh my no, god, I, I can't believe they lost outright. Blah, no. Blah, blah, blah. you know, no, you know. I mean, my my thing is thoughts on that. When a guy's sick like that, I mean, they IV him up, and you know, they got the best doctors right. in the world taking care of these guys. But you know, as an organization, they know the guy's not at a hundred percent. Just throw in the secondary guy. You're already six and one in the division. You can give a couple games away. It's not going to affect the long term season for these guys. Throw in your. I mean, that's where I get amazed. Like, man, throw in a, a fresh body and let's just see what happens. You know, that's my only frustration. I mean, he, he threw five interceptions. Oh well, no big deal. You know, I mean, it. Uh, you know, the flip side of that is, and you guys both know this. The, the, the 99% sports bettors are out there saying, Oh, you know, that was stupid to take, uh, Kansas City at, you know, minus whatever. And, you know, you got to be a dummy to bet that. Really? No. That's the right team. And that was the right 
option for us, and they just they played bad. Holmes, you know, Holmes played bad, and it happens. You know that Russell Wilson, that guy stinks. You know, great, he looked great that day. So it's the mentality though that Kasi always says: it's just one weekend. If you're doing this to make a million dollars in one weekend, you're going to give a lot of money away. I'll, oh, I'll by the way, for all those clients. Exactly. So let me ask you, because I was, I, my computer, I got a new monitor. I'm still trying to, like, organize it. I said, oh, there was low lines. Buffalo is minus 9, and they're minus 450. And Dallas is minus 10, and they're minus 488. So let's just talk about that real quick while we got you on there. There's 10 minutes left in the show, and we'll break down some yeah. games together. Is would you lay? I'm just asking because again, you don't sell anything, and I'm the only guy in the world. What do you? What, you what games sports are you talking not about? What sports are you talking about? What? what I'm looking Dallas on November. Spot. I'm looking at. I'm looking ahead a week ahead. I'm looking two weeks from now because there's no big spreads this week. I'm just playing a what if. So like on November 12th, where today's November 1st. As of right now, Dallas is minus 10 against the Giants. These early syndicates will come in and they'll start because they have relationships with the books. Let's say they want to bang Dallas. Would you yeah. lay 488 or would you, or is that just two out of your range? Yeah. If, they, if that came I mean, up on your algorithm. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to come up unless, you know, things change between now and then injury wise, but it's definitely going to come up. But no, we have a, we have a number. That <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Got it. At some point, yeah, it's yeah. risk versus reward. It's just not worth. Now, what do you think? There's successful money line parlay betters out there that will take, uh, you know, on November 12th, Dallas minus four eighty eight and Buffalo minus four fifty, and they'll try to parlay them together, reduce their odds. And the question I wanted to ask you on there, which I've never asked you before, is: Do you ever do that? Do you ever try to equalize by parlaying the big prices together? Yeah, yeah. Teams that. Um that have a really good probability of winning, but the, their, you know, the, the number, the win percentage for us is a little bit below our number that we need. Uh, and then we have a team that, let's say that, for instance, what you just brought up, Dallas, uh, we would take those two teams, parlay them together and bet it on the money line. We would do that. Okay. So it's, it's okay. Got it. Yeah. But one thing, cause I know you're a, a stock broking freak. For people, the question that you said, like I think the line's what four fifty for Dallas, four fifty, right? And the other one's four eighty eight, right? Right. I don't so think four eighty eight, four eighty eight, four eighty eight. I don't think Dallas. anybody in the financial world, correct me, but Carl Icahn is is a pretty smart guy. He made one of the largest money line wagers on a Super Bowl. You can Google it, and I want to just throw out the number. Uh, and it tells you in the article, uh, I think it might have been a million dollars on one of the Super Bowls, and the line was like 450 And he did got it. it. So you got, you got to Google it. I'll send it to you afterwards. But look up Carl Icahn, biggest sports wa- money line wager, and see if that pops up. But the only and I know you've said it for I, year, I know you've said it for years because me and you are on polar opposites. I'm all about risking one to win two. You said, "Hey, if you can make yeah. a fifty percent return on your money, laying two hundred, that's a good deal." But let me let's let's break down a couple games because we're getting to the end of the show, and I love having you on to g- give the a balance of the insight of what it is. Uh, 
uh, let's talk about some uh, let's 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 talk about the Cowboys Eagles. Let's talk about the Kansas City Miami game, Costi and uh, Troy. Troy, you just came off that vicious loss where you've had your head yeah. in the pillow. For, no, I'm just joking. Uh, but now yeah. they go and they fly to Frankfurt, Germany, and they're laying. And I know your son used to play hockey in Germany, so I know you've been there several yeah. times, teaching, uh, sending me pictures and stuff. So now they're in Germany. They're laying two against Miami. I'm assuming 99% of every dollar is going to come in. Obviously not 99, but a lot of people are going to be betting Kansas City on the revenge. What do you both say on this game? I think uh, ahead, this, is a, this is a tough game that, look, man, it's, this is one of the harder games to try to really have an opinion on. I could see both sides easily winning. I mean, it's a coin flip for a reason. It's a neutral field. You have Miami coming off. A huge win at home versus the Patriots, which we were on the Miami side. And then you have uh, the Kansas City game, which we actually didn't have a play in that game. We had the under because of how close these matchups have been between the Chiefs and the Broncos. So we didn't actually have a play, but they came off a loss. Usually Andy Reid off a loss is exceptional. Um, but Miami is a team that could, that can run. They're fast, and I think that's a team that Kansas City will struggle to keep up with. But it's the NFL is, man, every week you just don't know. That, typically for me, in this scenario, and I'm, I'm almost certain the Sharps won't be on it, this is a game we lay off and just it's a rat race. Last team to have the ball will score and get the cover. It's just you're playing in a neutral field like this. It's almost like, you know, I know they've had games in London, but, I don't remember it being a high profile, you know, top teams playing each other. It's always like a good team playing a bad team, or it's always the Jags, which is basically their second home playing a team. This is a high profile matchup. I mean, this could easily be a Sunday night or Monday night game, and they're playing it, you know, across the world for the first time in Germany. So, man, I just don't know. I mean, from from an opinion standpoint, I think. You can't fade Mahomes in this situation because of just his, you know, resume and coming off a loss. And I just don't see the Kansas City team losing two in a row. I think there'll be less distractions that they've had here. Um, it's not a division game. So it's, I, I think they have a small edge to the Kansas City side. So I'm going to have to take a lean on them. But like I said, this is, this is a coin flip at its finest. It's, I believe whoever has the ball last, it's going to be a high-scoring game. If anything, if you're just listening to the show and you're blindly trying to bet the game to have early morning action, just take the over. Troy? You got any input? Yeah, I... uh, It's a game you came off of? No, no. That was an... uh, For us, it was an automatic boy. It's too close, like Mike said. We didn't even... We we already ran it. It's just uh, there's not enough for us discrepancy um, uh, statistically. So it's it's a game we already crossed off. It's going to be a great game, you know. Uh, I think it'll be pretty exciting, but uh, definitely not a game for us. Definitely not a game for us. Okay. Yeah. Are you automatically uh, sinking into larger favorites before we get to the end of the show? Like, are you? always looking at the Cincinnati game or the Cleveland game just because they're the, the larger probability plays. In, 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 
So the question is, unlike yesterday where you had an underdog that you gave me, Central Michigan, is it always the bigger favorites on the point spread that are the higher probabilities or not so in the NFL? Um, you, you know, Hit it's you really stuff in, this week. as seasons go on, baseball, basketball, and obviously football, teams that are kind of on the bubble, I mean, we st- they still have a lot of season left, but teams that are doing well, losing some games by maybe a touchdown or a field goal, uh, but their stats are still going in the right direction, those are the teams that our algorithm kind of keys, uh, keys into and, you know, trying to find a team that they're playing against that's struggling, right? Um, so it's teams that need to keep battling to try to make the playoffs. That's money for organizations all the way around. So uh, we're, we're looking at teams that, to, to be honest, the teams that have a lead, a big, a big lead in their divisions, uh, that our software picks up, we stay away from them regardless. And, uh, uh, you know, it's not always their record that um, is the clear indicator. Uh, and for us, it's, uh, we just follow the math. You know, I mean, that game is, is really, really, really close for us. So just trying to find teams with that number that have a 70% chance uh, or higher for us and make sure that they're going in the right direction. There you go. And uh, yeah. I will say that I am appreciative that you're trying to push col- pushing college down your throat before the music starts. So hopefully we can see some dogs shaking in college like that Central Michigan yesterday. Yeah, uh, Costi, yeah. you have anything to say about the Ravens? I know we got a minute left. I don't think they're playing. Tough spread again. I'm, I'm not betting them again. We had them in the first half last week. That was the only thing that I saw that was viable. That nine and a half is so dangerous on the road. Job done. Yep. So we got we got the job yeah. done in the first half. Another big spread, five and a half, shows the respect of the Ravens because the Seahawks are six and two. So the fact that we're laying five and a half, they do have to fly cross country. It is a one o'clock game, but I just don't feel comfortable with them. And they could blow them out. I just I'd rather just watch the game and enjoy. It. There you go. We'll be back for another week of Sports Insider Radio. See you next week. Good day and good luck. You got it. Bye-bye.